Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's another day the Lord has given unto us where we get together and share his word and hear what he's saying to us and about our lives and the relationship with him. This is a series, it's a four-part series that we are starting today where we are looking into the foundations of our faith. Some of the things we take for granted, we keep preaching the hard stuff which Paul says is food for the matured and we forget to give the milk for the children. These are people who have just accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and people actually who are also worried. What is this whole thing? What is this whole issue of salvation? What is it all about? What, what happens if I'm not saved? Actually, why should I bother about salvation? Why should I bother about this thing? Is it for me or a selected few? Why is it there? And if I have the relationship with Jesus Christ or I accept the Lord Jesus Christ, what does it mean for me? So this is what the sermon has been designed for to make it clear and to bring it to our understanding as human beings on what this whole issue of salvation is all about. Why should we maintain our relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ? So today we are having the first part which actually looks at sin. What is it? What is sin? We've heard that as a boy or as a baby, you are a sinner. Seriously, when did you commit the sin? You've asked yourself, should I just accept? Or I did it somewhere in my mother's womb or whatever. So this is going to answer all those questions and you will understand why you need a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep on listening to the other parts of the series. I believe your life will be changed. May God bless you. Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's another day that the Lord has given us where we are here gathered to read his word and hear what the Lord is actually saying to us. It's a pleasure to have you today in our sermon, his word. We are starting a series on the title, The Foundation of Christianity. This is what Paul says in the book of Corinthians, the first book of Corinthians, uh, that this is the milk these are the foundations of our Christianity. That's where we get to know what God is saying to us. And actually, it's kind of they refer to a systematic theology, which is what God tells us how things are. But this is important for our salvation. Actually, this is a session that has been designed for our young generation. Uh, maybe someone who's yet a, a baby in Christ or has just received the Lord Jesus Christ. Or a, someone who has, has a lot of questions on what is actually happening? We shall turn our Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 5. We shall read verse 12. I will read Romans chapter 5 verse 12. It reads thus. Therefore, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sinned. I'll read again. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in their way, in this way, sorry, death came to all people because all sinned. If I also read Romans chapter 3, verse 23, a familiar verse, it reads, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 
Thank you, Lord, for your word. We appreciate it. This day, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, this is a, a question that I actually came to me and an answer that I wish to explain, especially to our younger generation. When I grew up, actually, we were told in Sunday school that everybody is born a sinner. I believe you understand that and you've been told that you are sinners. But to our generations, these are people who have a lot of questions on how things are and why they are. And they will ask you, if you're saying I've got, I'm a sinner, yet I've just been born, what is it that has made me a sinner? And these are the people that question quite a lot of things. And this drew me to this sermon that will give a clarification to a number of people, to the young ones, to understand what do we mean when we say everybody is a sinner and that there is a need to accept Jesus Christ? Because some of them will claim that they don't need even to attach to Jesus Christ. What is the point? So I found it necessary that some of the things we take for granted, we might get deeper into the word and provide serious food or food for the matured for the word whilst we are leaving out the young people who are still growing in the faith. So I found it necessary that we understand what it means when it says we are all sinners and actually the necessity for salvation. As we build on the series for the next three, four weeks, we'll be able to understand the whole issue of salvation and why somebody has to be born again and what happens in the issue of atonement and the fellowship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Why do I need Jesus Christ in my life? But today we are looking into the issue of everybody being a sinner. Every one of us is born a sinner. But I know you will question as you grow up, where did I form this? Where did I commit the sin? Was it in my mother's womb or was it before I was born or was it after I was born? But we are told that every man is a sinner just as we read in the verse. Now, in the in the verse that we read, we read about the fact that through one man and through one man who is Adam, sin entered the world. One of the things we need to understand about our life is that it is faith-based. Or our relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ is faith-based. The Bible says through faith we, have, we are justified. We are justified through faith. Everything that happens to us, it happens through faith. If you read the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, you get to understand, you get to know that the Bible says, without faith it is impossible to please God. So, as a person you need faith. It is faith that we believe in the existence of God. If you read the book of Hebrews chapter 11, it reveals that it is by faith that we understand that the world was formed through God's command. It is God who spoke that let there be the, the heavens and the earth. In other words, he just spoke, we have to believe. I refer to this as faith of the past, where you believe something that is written, that it actually happened. It is not every, everything that we have seen today, that we have heard, or that we have seen on television, that we have actually experienced. Some of the things we just read and we believe they are true. Some we saw on TV and we believe it is true. 
So we are commanded as we read the Bible, we also have to believe that if we read the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 that says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, if we believe that, that is faith. Faith does not only based on the book of Hebrews chapter 11, we understand that faith is not something only for something that is going to happen in the future or that is coming, but faith is actually even believing in the past. That's why we believe in the heroes of faith. That's why we believe in Enoch. That's why we believe in Abraham as people who existed. And actually, that is even why we believe in the Bible. And we believe there is also Jesus Christ. Because I haven't seen Jesus Christ physically, but I believe the word of God. So so we have to believe the word. If our foundation is clear in believing the Bible and in believing God, then we are on the right track on the discussion on salvation. Now, in faith, we believe that the Bible is true, is the true word of God. It is that that keeps us going. And the Bible says in the same book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, that his faith is the assurance. If you read in the Amplified, it is a confirmation the title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and conviction of their reality, which is faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed in our senses. So it's not something that is in the five senses that we know, maybe the sixth one, which is the common sense, but it is something that is outside our senses, So, which is faith. You believe in God. And that is the vehicle that God works with humanity. And that's how we are going to believe what we are talking about, the foundation of our faith. Now, we have to understand that the Bible in the book of Genesis talks about the creation of man. Genesis chapter 1 verse 10 to 6 says, God made man in his own image and his likeness. I want to emphasize, okay, maybe before that, the Amplified says, uh, he were, the, states that the likeness includes spiritual personality and moral likeness. Now, if we say we are made in the likeness of, of God, likeness of God, it means it, you can, this one you understand, but I can add that it's also, it also involves our character how we do some of the things. Some of it, it is things that God put in us because we are made in the image of God. Now, John 4 verse 24 reveals that God is spirit. Therefore, if we are made in his resemblance as human beings, we do also have the spirit. We are spirit also. Now, that's where the issue of the dichotomic and the trichotomic theories come into play. This is the belief that if you talk of dichotomic, dichotomy, you're talking about the faith or the, the, the theory that a person is in two. There is the body and the soul. If you talk of the trichotomy, you're talking of someone that is the soul, the body, and the spirit. However you take it, but there is the part of a person that is not visible, which is physical. As you sit before me, you will know that I am not just me. If I die, you will bury my body, but we know very well that we say I have gone to heaven. So each one of us here has the body, the soul, and the spirit. So God put his spirit in man when he breathed into man. 
That is Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. So we are made in the resemblance of God. God is spirit. So man had a relationship with God which was spiritual. That relationship has been there. Now, God as a man, he put, uh, sorry, not God as a man, God as God, he put some rules in the Garden of Eden as he put Adam in that place. Just like we as human beings, a parent will say to kids, don't do such, don't do such, don't do such. We cannot then blame God for putting a rule that Adam should not have eaten that fruit in the garden. We cannot blame God because if we human beings, we do that, it means we have the character of God. So we cannot blame God for that. On the other hand, we have rules today, state laws and state rules and policies that are there. If you murder, if you kill someone, you are taken to prison and you suffer. And you, you, you are in prison for, for a number of years, whatever, which is your penalty for what you have done. So we cannot say God was wrong to put that rule. We don't know how he did it, but he said you should not eat that fruit from the tree in the garden. Only God knows that. Now, as we human beings, we also did we do that. Now, we know very well in the story that Adam did that. He ate, with, if they ate the fruit. And that is where there was the fall of man. Man did what was wrong in the eyes of the Lord. So he did what God had said he should not do. That is the fall of man. That is where sin started. That was the separation of man from God. Because man did what was wrong, what God had said he should not do, they were separated. They were separated. And that is the sin which is from the fall of man. Now, if you are born today, the verse will say, say it says that we read, as sin entered through one man, as I've explained, that how, that's how the sin entered the world. It was through one man, and that is what happened. So we are therefore born sinful. Now, you ask me, how do you know about this thing? How do I feel? You might not even feeling anything that you are a sinner, but you should believe that you are a sinner. Each one of you should know that you are a sinner. You know, Jesus, when he was talking with John, with Nicodemus in the book of John chapter 3, verse 8, he said, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hate sound but cannot tell where it's come from and where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So it is for everyone who is born of the Spirit. Now, you get to understand that these things you cannot understand. But they are there. Jesus further says in this verse, he speaks of things he has seen, but people do not accept as his testimony. So you might not, not, you might not even see these things, but they are real. Every human being is a sinner. You might not even feel the need that I'm having a heavy burden, as some say, a burden, a heavy burden of sin. You might not even feel that burden. But if you are a person who is born on this earth by a woman and you are alive and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, you are a sinner. Sinner entered through one man. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 10, 8 verse 10, If Christ is in you, 
Though the body is dead because of sin, yet in the spirit, the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Therefore, we are sinners and we come into life with God through Jesus Christ. But we will get there. So you have to understand that you are a sinner born a sinner. There is nothing you can do. You cannot actually pay whatever you owe God because it is a spiritual issue. This drives us to the story or the issue of atonement because God, as he created man on the, in the Garden of, Israel, or of Eden, he had love for humanity. The fact that he made him in his own hands, it means he dearly loved whatever he had created, which was humanity. The fact that he put his breath on man for life, it means he loved it. It further extends to what he did, that he took Adam and put him in the Garden of Eden, which was extreme love. Because if something you love, something you have created, this beautiful thing that God liked and appreciated, and then after creating this thing, God decided that he will go, he's going to put someone he loves in that place and the person has to enjoy the dominion that God has given unto you, to him as a human being that was the love of God so when the fall came when men separated from God because of sin there was that gap now God who loved human, a human being had to take men out of the garden of Eden because he had disobeyed him disobedience to God causes sin. Disobedience to God makes you a sinner and separated from God. Fortunately, God loves a human being. He couldn't stand the separation between men and himself. So he had to provide a way which brings the story or the issue of atonement. If I can bring just a simple illustration, if you commit a sin or if you commit a crime and they take you to court and you are convicted and you are taken to prison to be there maybe for a year or two, that's a long time. But we have heard that sometimes you can pay a bail as a penalty for what you have done. The bail, which is maybe in the form of money, it, can, it is accepted by the the, the court as something as a payment for the what you have done. Now the issue of atonement, if we bring the issue of atonement, we are bringing that man has sinned and there is that gap between him and God. However, God loves man. He wants to restore the relationship so he can have a fellowship with him. We will get more into details on what God really wants with a human being, the fellowship that God wants. Because it's not that we accept Jesus Christ for heaven. Why is that is true that we accept the Lord Jesus Christ such that when we die, we go to heaven? But we also have to be on this earth, enjoy God's providence, enjoy God's love, enjoy all the things that God gives to those whom he loves. God wants a relationship. One of the things is that we should illuminate his goodness. As he says in the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 5, that like thy kingdom come. There is a lot that, that says. One of the things that, the thing, that, that that statement or that verse says is that we should illuminate the goodness of God through our acts as human beings. So we have to 
illuminate and enjoy God's goodness and show how his kingdom is, what his kingdom actually deals with. So God had to provide atonement. Unfortunately, it has to involve blood and it can never be done in terms of paying money. God does not need money, actually. Although they say uh, we should offer and uh, put our tithes, it's a good thing to do. It brings money into his kingdom and actually makes the works or the, the works, his works in the church easier. But what is actually important to God is the relationship with him. He wants you to have a relationship with him. So there is the Old Testament of which the, 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 the reconciliation or the, the, the connection with God was made through the atonement which was done through a lamb. We will get that in our part two. But we are the generation of the New Testament, which is a generation that is now saved through faith, as I said earlier. We are a faith generation, a generation that restores our relationship with God through faith. But there had to be something that had to be done. Jesus Christ had to die on the cross. And there was a, some some qualities that he had to have for him to be the Lamb of God. It's not everybody who could do that. I know there's an argument that how can a God who is loving not forgive Adam? And how can a God who is loving kill his son? We will see why he killed his son. But I want to explain why he could not forgive Adam. Just as a parent, just as we live today, if somebody does something that is wrong, like in the courts, if they find you guilty, you have to pay for the penalty. God decided to punish Adam for not listening to him. If we, to, to, we here today who are born in this life and we do not find a way to reconcile with our Lord God, we will die in our sin. One, if, even if we say everybody is not born a sinner, those who have had kids, they know that a, a, a child, you don't teach a child to lie. You'd never teach a son or a daughter to tell a lie. It is natural. The life of sin is natural in a human being. You never teach a child to take something without asking. But the, 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 the example of lying is a simple one. He's telling a lie. Why? Because of the sin that is in him as a human being. So even if you don't have the sin that you committed, that, that was committed by uh, Adam, which is the sin that is there, that came through one man, you still have the little sins that you did as a baby that need to be forgiven through the forgiveness or through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That is all I wanted to explain to you today and to uh, illuminate in your minds that everybody has sin. And the sin comes from the fall in the book of uh, uh, Genesis chapter 1. And there is nothing you can do about it other than accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Thank you. Can we pray? Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come to you today thanking you for your word and the clarity on the issue of the fall of man and the separation that uh, occurred when men sinned against you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, help us as we grow in you and may we have faith in you and accept your, your, your forgiveness of sin in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
Well, that's the end of our first part of the series on the foundation of Christianity. I hope now you understand why every person is a sinner and why you have to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. But we'll get to part two on atonement where you'll understand why Jesus had to die on the cross and you also understand the relationship you need with the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep watching our sessions and have quite a number of sermons on this YouTube page or that we have aired on TV that you can watch over and over and over again and please feel free to send a text message uh, WhatsApp on the number on the screen where we can answer some of your questions or even if you need prayer or whatever you feel you need to say to us as the children of God. I believe God is going to bless us and if we don't meet here on earth we will meet in heaven and it will be a glorious time where you see what we've been preaching and what you've been listening to and what you've been living you've been believing comes to reality god loves us and may he richly bless us all we love you god bless you and goodbye